Hi, everyone. Just a disclaimer that this episode was recorded before the recent events that have taken place in our country. We just wanted everyone to know that we do discuss our thoughts and our stance with the podcast with the times of the world right now, and that will be stated on next week's episode. So stay tuned. We hope this episode brings you some peace of mind, some light, and some fun energy during this crazy time. Enjoy. Thank you. friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome to OMG Stop. I'm Jamie. I'm Krista. And today we are talking about, we've been mentioning it in other episodes, we're finally going to talk about workplace stuff. Everything (laughs) from, you know, learning how to act in an office, learning how to, you know, react to the pace of your job, expecting the unexpected, and how this is now maybe blurring the lines a little bit in work from home situations, or maybe you just graduated college and you need some advice on what to do for your, your new job, your first job. So, but anyway, before we start, we're going to do a <laughs> birthday recap. Give me on to first check in guys on her recent celebration. <laughs> yes. Golden birthday. Um, we did a, we did a zoom party, which was interesting. I didn't think all 15 people would come. Kimmy, that's the biggest turnout. You're the biggest turnout anyone ever seen. I was very overwhelmed. I was like, oh, shoot. I don't know what to talk about. And I I made this quiz about myself, which I don't know if people thought that was weird or not, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, it was also on my my birthday, 15 years since my bat mitzvah, because my bat mitzvah was on my 13th birthday. That was crazy. Uh, but it was but it was fun. I got milk bar from my coworkers, which was so exciting. Uh, I had fun time with my friends via digital, which was weird. <laughs> yeah, had some Chinese food. It was all good. <laughs> it was all good. For, for dinner after you had Chinese after you got set up. You had, you had Chinese after you got off. Like Jen had pizza after her birthday. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, well, I had dinner beforehand because I oh, I purposely yeah. made the call later. Yeah, guys, if you're going to do Zoom calls, make them at a good time for your friends. Don't make them at like six o'clock during dinner time. Make them so your friends can have dinner beforehand. Maybe they want to cheer at seven o'clock for the essential workers if they live in a city doing that. Just have it at like a nice convenient time for them. Also make it convenient for you. But as Kristen and I said, we both think about our friends sometimes a lot, a little bit more than ourselves in situations. So just a little, a little. It's tip. not always a good thing, Jamie. It depends. There's a fine line right. for figuring out the time, but no. But I think that's very true, Jamie. And guys, that goes for you know work stuff, not work stuff. Again, with social gatherings or kind of the new way people are socially interacting through Zoom or other kind of video chats. Now, Jamie, people mentioned up. People mentioned on the birthday call about the new Instagram meeting room thing, which again, yes. I haven't touched upon. I have no interest in that. Me but either. it's just like, but again, just like basically, I think guys, every platform is trying now to find new and innovative ways, Jamie, that especially adapt for everyone in these times and how so much people, so much more additional online learning is happening, you know, for certification programs, for education, for people doing like continued trainings for various things, skills that they're taking on in life and also everyone working from home and how so much that communication is similar video call, but 
we're all trying to figure out if Zoom is the best one. And I feel like they kind of have a monopoly in that market right now. And so I think, Jamie, either we were talking about the other night for your birthday or talking to actually on your other friend this morning about how I just feel like she was saying, I think more so than me, but I was just like, ding, ding, ding. Some company, I swear, is going to just come out oh, either yeah. give me at the end of this. You know what I mean? If not anytime soon, I don't know timeline of all the tech stuff since all these things take long, take a long time to kind of establish and figure out all the kinks and everything. But some technology I swear is going to come out of this being the go-to for for business, for personal contact people that have, you know, relatives overseas, family overseas or family in different locations, you know? Yep. I think cause right now guys, I feel like it's kind of zoom Jamie or what is it? You or someone other friend has different kinds for work. Like a, something. I have a different one for work. We don't yeah. use zoom like a different kind of like special business one. You know, I know my doctor uses a different kind of telemedicine. Oh, well they have to for, for yep, HIPAA and all that stuff. Of course. Yep. Yeah. But even still, it's like all through video stuff now. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's a, it's a very Did interesting. Did you have fun though? Did I have fun on your birthday? Yeah. Jamie, yes. <laughs> yes, the digital birthday. Jamie, yes, because I love how, I'm not sure if I maybe talked to you about this again, or this is all internal thoughts that I'm like keeping track of life in a foggy blur. Jamie, I love how also, again, regardless of me being still in the city or me not being in New York, the fact that so many maybe friends that Jamie also maybe couldn't have made it to someone's party in real life, the fact that they, I feel like somehow everyone happens to have a little more time now. It depends. Yeah. I find that my schedule is a little bit more intense, but everyone's life is different right now, depending on the job situation. So it's probably nice, I'm sure, for you having maybe more people or more individuals that you don't often see together in one sort of, you know, screen, which is fun. So yeah. I like that. Yeah, I enjoy a miscellaneous reunion. I'm all about it. It's so fun. It's like it's just cool to see again different people and to hear again like how a lot of your other friends Jamie were mentioning their different job situations or whatnot and how their life is very different depending on where they're living right now, still in the tri-state area or if they went elsewhere, you know, where their family is. So yeah, I like that. yeah. My Maybe. friend said it was uh, fun to people watch. Oh wait, who said that? <laughs> um, my my friend uh, Megan, roommate Megan. I call her. Oh my God. Yes. I know exactly. Connect her with other Megan. Dude, I consider it. What's her face? Olympic Megan because she like, you started. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I met her, I was like, who's this chick? But no, yeah, just kidding. Yes. We were at a bar in Brooklyn she, during it. She yeah. thought that it was very funny for people watching. She was like, you're a very interesting group of friends. And I was Jamie, like, oh, because your cousins do. That was the best. Your cousins, your cousin's girlfriend. And it was like, also your friend. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, but I appreciate it because, again, like, even though, obviously, I feel like, you know, I know most people, and like, you know most people in mine, there's always people that you don't always know, like, their face kind of thing. You don't always see them that often. It's like, oh, this is so-and-so, face of the name. It just kind of helps in general for when you hear about so-and-so. You're like, oh, my God, that's who they are. Right. I appreciate that visually, for sure. Yeah. I liked it, Jamie. Like I said, I think everyone was, like, so pleasantly. Like, I don't mind. I can't be like, Jamie, how do you have so many friends? Like, it's just, it's so beautiful how, again, like you said, depending on the timing, Jamie, you said, again, I didn't even think about being so aware of, like you mentioned, the fact that a lot of cities, of course, have the um, the thank you hero kind of hour. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry, like first couple minutes or so, the kind yeah. of applause for the healthcare heroes. Again, because we don't have that. We're not doing that, I guess, here. But like, we're just like signs, like I said, everywhere. And a lot of kind of banners and balloons kind of stuff scattered around a lot of the places where people are being extra taken care of because of all this right now. But it's good to be excited, again, mention about that. Because that's the thing, guys, too. I think it's a key reminder at this time everyone's schedule of course is a little weirder than usual <laughs> and the fact that it's you know it's I think it's pretty special honestly in like an interesting way to find a time that people do decide to also Jamie get on another call you know what I mean because again 
people I know have been really zoomed out, literally, and also just really kind of teched out in terms of screen time. And I know I told you I really felt that on um, Saturday, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Sorry. I told you after, like, we did our class in the morning. And that wasn't a problem. So I loved it. I'm so happy again. Thank you for coming. I told Sam too. I didn't. Hurt. <laughs> I love when Jamie said that. You guys, I did my first um, mock 305 fitness class uh, with a couple of my friends. And we're going to expand this. More people, but just wanted to kind of test it out. So trying to figure out tech and video and all these fun different tools we have. So Jamie, I'm so glad. That's so awesome. Everyone looks, so you guys look, both look so cute in your outfits. Everyone <laughs> has like cute little sports bras to sweat in. And I honestly have never seen my abs sweat before. So it was kind of fun to like see that visually. I'm not usually like and exposed in that way. And my scar was cut. It was pretty cool. Anyway, so after that, though, I had told you multiple webinars later this afternoon mm. yesterday, which again, all fun, guys. And there's a lot of like, I feel like, Jamie, a lot of fun services and companies right now are kind of offering, you know, free learning or additional ways to kind of build skills. So why not take advantage of that? But then it can kind of get like, Ooh, my eyes are fatigued when I was going to pick up some food last night with my dad and my sister. I was like, damn, my brain's like, so I mean, cause I don't use my blue light blocking glasses when I'm seeing people's faces. If I'm not reading a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? But then during one of them was a branding webinar for like an hour and change about Instagram branding and how it is for fitness when you have business and also depending on certain like entrepreneurial kind of tasks and projects you have going on. But also again, the kind of additional 305 boot camp that I had was a lot of faces. So I didn't need to have my glasses on, but I was kind of thinking maybe after it would have helped because just a lot of screen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was kind of after my work happy hour, like, cause we had it at six 30 and I knew it was in the middle of the day for a lot of people. So some people couldn't get on, but we ended it. We only did it for a half hour just because it was, you know, already later and people needed to eat dinner and, um, you know, East coast, we were basically at the end of the day. So I was like, Jamie, I was like, wait, where the heck six 30? No, six 30 is of course the midday for the West coast crew. Talking right. about. I was going to say, I was like, who is this? I mean, <laughs> a lot of people came on still, but I knew not everyone would come on because you know, it was Wednesday. Wednesday's a big meeting day. So, oh, it is for you. But that's, Jamie, I think, key too when it comes to, you know, keeping in communication with friends right now and having certain scheduled again. If it's a Zoom party, guys, or a Zoom happy hour, or just kind of like a sanity hour almost of good people that, you know, you love and care about and can't see right now. Yeah. And that happens, of course, after work and stuff. And that's actually true to think about too, because obviously every business has their own kind of certain heavy days, you know, of like this is this kind of day or this is this kind of like regularly scheduled event. And I feel like I could I've been out of the corporate office world for three-ish almost years now, which is kind of disgusting, but it's the nature of life. Um since now I just do a whole new kind of like abstract work life. But yeah. that's true to think about. I didn't realize that. I think that's a good segue into the topic too. Talking about work schedules and stuff. So anyway, so I I guess talking about this is mainly gonna be about corporate America, I think we should point out, because um, when we were at FIT, that was kind of, I think, everyone like a desk job. I feel like, I feel like, Jimmy, also, yeah. FIT, I feel like even though they had, I know, like a separate certification for entrepreneurship, I feel like all the like side hustle, small business, or sort of have your own business while you're doing this one job. I feel like that wasn't taught to us in school, or I wasn't aware of it, I feel like as much. There was like not a, I don't think side hustles were really a thing, or that you was I mean? a term, even when we were in college. Yep. Or even just like having a side passion that you start to maybe, you know, again, people having the Etsy, Etsy stores or kind of having a, a separate product that you have on the side or certain service you're offering. You know what I mean? Yeah. That again, yeah. guys, was never talked about. We were in school, Jamie, and we were in a business school where that was a very, a creative minded thing. I feel like a lot of people that we know from school, maybe always had different ideas, but I know people that even I knew from AMC, I didn't know people personally talking about, oh, I'm going to do this. No one had time for that, Jamie. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So. 
I would say, I mean, you, you and I both probably got our first exposure to desk jobs for with internships. Uh, I didn't get my, I worked first, my first internship was at a startup, which was really interesting. It wasn't very corporate office like, but I learned as an intern that, you know, you are at the bottom of the totem pole and don't overstep that boundary. But when I got to my very last internship, which was at a very large, traditional, huge corporation, that's when I learned a lot about hierarchy and how do you act in an office. And, you know, even though I was an intern, I still had quite a bit of responsibility to do. And I had my own email and everything and just kind of learning the ropes of that uh, was interesting. I think it helped me go to my, my first big girl job. But again, <laughs> even the setup of an office, for example, I was in a cubicle at my internship for over a year and I was not used to an open office space. And that really freaked me out kind of. Uh, and I remember my boss, I, I've been really lucky where I think I've learned from all of my bosses in some way. And I think this is kind of tip number one is when you, whenever you go to your first office job, if you get along with your boss or other people, learn from your coworkers, observe and see how people act in an office. Because I wasn't used to the open office aspect, I was interrupting people's conversations all the time. uh, Cause I, I, you know, it's an open office and everyone's having open conversations. And my boss had to pull me aside and kind of tell me that that was not necessarily rude, but I guess it was, you know, a little distracting. And maybe I was overstepping my, going into other people's lanes, if you would say. Um, I like that. Yeah, so that was, that was a bit a big one um but I would also I have a whole list of of things but that was kind of the first big one I would say I learned in my um my first year and another thing I would do too kind of going along with that is email tone and I would save emails that my boss would write to people whether it was outside people internal people just so I knew how I should word something just to kind of get a sense of maybe this is how I should act on email and this is how I should talk to someone over email because if you have a weird, what we call an e-tone, that's definitely going to turn people off who work with you. Interesting. James, you said you felt that you didn't kind of know how to present yourself in email in a work environment until you were like first working after school or not during internships at all in college? Yeah, because internship, so I would say internship wise, I was, I was really only emailing maybe two or three people. Like I would email things to my boss and then I would email things to her assistant and that was it. I wasn't emailing outside people for vendors. I wasn't emailing, you know, higher ups, like a, like a VP or president. And now I was in this environment where I was emailing sometimes the head of production. I was emailing with an assistant buyer. I was emailing with outside vendors and I wasn't used to all of that. And I remember I, I worded an email so badly. I actually thought I was going to get fired just because of the way I put the situation out. Cause I, I just, I just didn't know. And also they don't teach you this in college. They don't teach you how to be professional necessarily over email. It's different when you're emailing a professor cause maybe, you know, you have a close relationship with them. Sometimes professors, you know, sometimes they act like they're your boss, but sometimes they act like they're your friend and you know, you get a different vibe with them. But yeah, I didn't really know how to write a, a proper email and yeah. And sometimes I would get weird emails sent to me and I didn't know how to respond. And my boss would have to respond for me because she'd be like, hold on, I'm taking care of this. I got this. Um, 
because maybe- oh, but Jimmy, that happens to everyone. I definitely, I definitely had that yeah. my first job to you for sure, guys. The learning curve thing, Jimmy, internship and job, you guys. That's the the one I feel, like, Jimmy, difficult part where it's almost like you don't learn until you do it wrong. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Absolutely. Keep going. I mean, turn and drop. I just want to jump in because, like, dude, that's like the hardest way, and I hated learning that way. But I, I had that a lot in my first couple jobs. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, and I think you'll also see too, even when it comes to business tactics or depending on where you work, but I think I've learned a lot about not, I don't want to say managing, but decision-making from my managers and also maybe for my peers that either are the same position as me or a little bit higher up. Um, I think that's something that when you work in a big office, I think it's really best to try and learn how to read people. That's another thing too, because you're working with so many different personalities. And Chris and I mentioned this on our last episode with the Zodiac stuff, that if you can read people and, and know how to deal with them when things need to be get done, or maybe some situation happens in an office, like it's so, so, so helpful. And I think that also kind of comes to the other fact that I had written down is that some people, not everyone in the office wants to be your friend. There are people that want to make friends in the office, and there are people who this is strictly work. They do not want any friendships. They are here to work and be done and leave. Uh, so I would say go into, when you go into the office, like not everyone is your friend or look at everyone as not as your friend. And if people start to become friendlier with you, then that's okay. I had a boss who, I loved this boss so much. She was one of my favorite people. And after working for her for probably about a year or so, we went to lunch and she was telling our other coworkers, she was like, I'm Jamie's friend. And even I was taken aback. I was like, I, I don't, I look at you as like my boss, not my friend, but okay. What was <laughs> that um, and also I didn't make friends, friends in, in the office until I, I had been working at this particular office for about a year and a half or so. I really didn't know anyone and that can be kind of lonely in an office but again some people are just there to work and it's okay if you don't want to make friends in the office if you're just there to do your job that's fine don't be cold to people you know try and be friendly if you can but it's okay if you just want to like you know be that also I think that kind of went along with me being the youngest in the office I've almost always have been the youngest in a work environment and that can also be hard because you know maybe you're not used to being with older people or people with a lot of experience and talking to higher ups and things like that. And again, that's where you should learn from your managers, your peers, see how they talk to people, see how they respect other people and, and whatnot. Um, and it's also okay to not get too personal with people. Like definitely don't get too personal right away. I think it's okay to kind of slowly let people in the more you get to know them. Um, but also get to know people because if a position opens up on another team or whatnot, you want those people to know, who you are um, at the same time. So oh, that's true. Yeah, Jimmy, I like that. You're right. I think that's the key, guys, too. It's like, I mean, again, we all behave differently in work environments. And also, we're all, of course, different sides of personality come out in a work environment than, of course, with friends. And I've always been someone who, I know we're all different, Jamie, of course, with that, but I've always taken my job super seriously. Are you kidding? I mean, Absolutely. I have no problem, guys, making friends in the office. Hello. I feel like I've made the closest friends of mine on accident <laughs> at work, you know, like I feel like the best things again in life are unplanned and that's shot me in the foot in many ways. I'm such a planner, but I've learned that lately. And I'm sharing that with all of you that honestly, the best things in life are surprises. And even though it's hard to swallow, 
the things you can't plan end up being the best because so much unexpected shit hits the fan and you just have to kind of take it in and learn from it. Otherwise, you are not going to be able to move past your little box you're currently in. You know what I mean? And I know for in work environments, I feel like, Jamie, yeah, I know. I'm talking like way back, like my first job at Ben and Jerry's, obviously, boy before college. I was in high school, but still my first job. Like I was youngest and like obviously the whole crew I was working with. Part-time job, guys, ice cream scooper, but it was so much fun. And I was, again, a high school student. I think there was like two others, possibly two other or three other people that I went to school with that I knew of that were high schoolers. The rest of them were all college kids. Totally different energy and vibe. But I've never had a problem working with people who are a lot older than me. I think it's just because I've always been close with my grandparents and because I used to help my dad at work. And I have no problem acting like a five-year-old and acting like a 59-year-old. I mean, joking, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm a freak with the extremes where it's like, I get along best with my older clients and my grandmother, of course, and a lot of my kind of like superiors, I guess, look up people, of course, older than us, Jamie, you know, just general life experiences. But also I love, you know, people younger than me to a degree when it comes to like babysitting young. Yes. When it comes to 20 somethings, it gets funkier when we're in the age we're in now. You know, it's like, I feel like we have friends close in our age, but it's like, I always love having friends that are a little bit older than me too, to kind of always learn from them. And again, Jimmy, I think you and I discussed, I think on the podcast too, and also side, the fact that we kind of feel like the motherly role in certain friend situations or groups. And I think that kind of is helpful in terms of happening to, happening to get along with people who happen to be older or have maybe a little bit, you know, gone through more work experiences or jobs in life or just kind of done more things and been around. So it's almost like not a shortcut, but it's kind of like you learn with through them, you know, good things maybe you're struggling with that you kind of can bounce off them that they've been there, like seen, been there, done that, you know? And I know for me, Jamie, cause I'm the oldest, I don't have an older sibling. So I feel like I kind of have older friends to kind of, I love being the oldest, but it's good to have someone to also look up to, to kind of get some info off of and Probably you being only child too. It's good to have, of course, a wide variety of people just to kind of get a second opinion from, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say the, the coworkers that I'm friends with are all older than me, not mm-hmm. super old, but you know, they're about a year or two older than me. And then one coworker that I became friendly with, you know, she's a, a lot older than me. And I've asked her for advice on certain things. Um, or if I had an issue, I would ask for like career advice. I've asked her before just because I felt like, you know, she's more experienced and um, I had no problem asking her. Same with my boss. My boss has had a lot of great jobs and I've asked her for advice as well. Um, yeah, but I also think I wanted to ask you, going back to you being the youngest in the office, did you ever feel like, I felt like this, but I felt like sometimes I had to prove myself? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Jimmy, because I know you said, you said a lot of your jobs, you felt like you were the youngest, or you know you were the youngest based on who people that you worked with? Like, um, I was almost always the youngest, and I'm still the youngest in the office. Even now? Okay. Because you know, because again, like my first couple jobs, um, yeah, I think I was definitely the youngest at Women's Health. And then again, when I was at, you know, Crane for two years, like again, my main kind of office jobs, of course, where I was, I, and like you mentioned before, Jamie, too, I didn't feel, I think, very comfortable with my coworkers in terms of, you know, being a little more yourself or not like loose, but kind of just more so less of a on job kind of face, whatnot, until honestly, a year or so into my job at Crane Communications. So I guess I say my my first kind of long-term job after college, for sure, you know, you kind of feel like, okay, you've been there for a bit. You're kind of past, I'd say, the learning curve where you're like, what the heck am I doing? I need help. Please, someone help. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. That's a great point. I mean, you don't, you're almost like you're not allowed to be the best version of yourself yet because you're almost still testing the waters of, 
if you're doing this right, this is a lot of uh, just getting used to a new job, you know? And that, of course, I know comes into play for you. You've had a lot of different bosses change at certain times. I feel I've like had too. at my current company four different bosses. Do you mean that takes a lot of adjustment too? Four? Because maternity leaves and stuff too. Yeah, it's been four. Do you mean like how did you feel like you dealt with all that kind of getting used to, you know, you get used to one boss then? You know, it's hard. You, yeah. I think for me, the hardest thing was I always tell the story of how the first team I started on, by the time it came around to my two years, none of them were at the company anymore. Um, I, I've been very lucky in that all the bosses I've had, I've gotten along very well with. I mean, I think I get along with people very well in general, but my first boss was, I feel so blessed. She was the best first boss I could have ever had. So cool. So open. You know, she put me in my place. I needed to be put in my place, but she taught me a lot and she really took me under her wing. When she went on maternity leave, the boss that came in after her, again, not only did they get along well when we were transitioning, but I got along with her really well. We were working by coastal. She couldn't have, she almost, we over communicated almost all the time to make sure that, you know, our business was okay. Moved over to shoes. It was the first time I had a male boss <laughs> and that was interesting. But again, got along really well with him. Um, you know, took some warming up to him, but, you know, cause I think it's so different working for a woman than it is a male. And he was also the only male on our team, which was <laughs> intimidating in general. We were mainly an office of 30 women and had like four guys in the office. And then my boss. Now I got to know my boss. Uh, now when I first started at this company, she was um, on an assistant level still above me and then got promoted. And it was great to see her get promoted throughout the year. So I kind of already knew her. And then I ended up working with her anyway before she became my boss. Um, but yeah, I've been really lucky that I've always gone along with them. But it was really sad when, you know, my that first boss didn't come back after maternity leave. And um, her counterpart ended up leaving the company and then their old boss ended up leaving. And it was really sad when these people who I loved working with so much all of a sudden we're gone and I had to, but I just had to live with the fact that that's, you know, this is work. It's, it's, you know, people, you got to do what's right for you. And it was right for, it, it was the right decisions for all of them. And I knew at some point that was going to be me probably. So. Yeah, that's very true too. I think that's the key, Jamie, too. I guess to kind of piggyback and extend off what you mentioned, when you either have close coworkers that you get along really well with your close English. You work with coworkers and you become very close with them. Of course, you kind of feel more like friends than coworkers. And then, of course, that's kind of when I think it can become tricky. Either if you know as yourself, okay, it's time for my next. Either if there's no opportunities to continue here, I need to kind of jump ship, look elsewhere, et cetera. Because I know that can play after I had been at my job for two years. Again, I was youngest in my team. And my whole team, uh, three other women that I worked with, they happened to have been coworkers previously. So they already had a great rapport, you know, and like they were kind of more so very relaxed with each other and kind of had more difficulty when it came to separating business from pleasure, if you know what I mean. I like know they, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Like sometimes they, they brought a lot of personal stuff into the office. Again, do what you got to do, but again, don't bring Jamie, your personal stuff into the office. I mean, no, don't do it. But I'm saying like, you can't like control. That's the hard part. It's like, especially if they were friends, but it's just, I know there's, yep. Yeah. Especially being in a cubicle, Jamie, I didn't have thankfully an open office like you, but the thing is, it depends. I mean, Jamie, do you consider, you said we discussed before, like, you consider open office if you have like a half wall or you consider that no it's like a cubicle kind of right you know what i mean if you have a cubicle like i had a full-blown cubicle when well, health i did i had a door that shut dude i had yeah. a big picture of jane no, i literally had my own corner it was great i loved it no one could bother me oh, oh and I I had I Marie claire. 
But when I went to this office, the office that I haven't been in since March, I mean, it was no, there was no separation. It was like long, big tables. I had a desk area. We, we have these L shaped desks and that would kind of separate everyone, but still I could reach out my arm and tap my coworker. You said that. There was just, there's no privacy, absolutely no privacy unless you had an office. And even the offices have, they're all glass. So nothing was private. No, but that's true, Jane. I think, especially when it comes to, I guess, half walls or whatnot, the privacy aspect you mentioned, because again, when I was sitting in like my longest desk job I was at, again, like the half wall kind of cubicle, I guess, or so, it was like me, my boss is next to me, my two coworkers in front, we kind of made a little box near the window. Yeah. Again, semi-private, but yet, I mean, I'm obviously on the phone making certain sales calls. My boss next to me is too, reaching out to certain people to kind of purchase products from us, of course, and all that good jazz to share press. But the fact that my other coworker I work with because for marketing, she and I would handle certain promotions we would do depending on the section publishing and the publication, all that jazz. My other um, coworker was a designer. And sometimes if she, again, was very much off topic sometimes, not doing her job, it's hard when, again, you're all facing each other. You know what I mean? We're all kind of, yeah. It's just, I know. Oh my God. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of one person in particular right now, my job. Dude, oh my the, gosh. the key is, guys, honestly, Jamie, again, I'd say rule of thumb is like, yo, you're an open office or you have a semi private thing, anything in the work environment, don't like, consider it everyone else was going on around you. So don't be sharing stuff that you don't want. Again, some big person, big, big, you know, big deal, kind of like hire up your boss's boss, VP, who knows what kind of titles, I guess, of. HR used to be, HR office was near where I sat. So like, not like anything was going wrong, but if it did, I mean, just be mindful people of where you are and what's around you. Absolutely. And I would say more offices have gotten better about having phone booths for, we call it short-term parking. Oh, that's so cute. Or a conference room, Jamie, or separate. Yes. And it's a small, it's just, it's not a conference room, but I would say it's a small room where you can close the door, you can make a personal phone call, no one can hear you necessarily. And I've had to do that. You know, sometimes maybe your doctor calls you while you're at work, um, or maybe you're waiting for, you know, for a personal call. Um, An apartment situation, Jamie. Exactly. Apartment situation. Um, You know, maybe your parents had to call you with an emergency. I've worked with, there was one year where we had, I swear, five different pregnant women in our office. And, um, you know, we just had women taking personal calls all the time. Are you, are you okay, Krista? We're good. Okay. Um, the wind's blowing my door open, but also I didn't know if my parents were here. So you can't oh, after. No, I just didn't want to scare them. Sorry. So I didn't want to be, yeah, I'm in my house right now. It was like, is someone in there? Oh, no, no, no. Oh my God. No, not like unsafe. No, Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Don't worry. Continue. I hear funny noises in my house all the time. But anyway, yeah. So I was just saying like, you know, like, Krista said, if you're going off topic or things, I, this is kind of turning into, I guess, like more of a do's and don'ts in the office, which is fine. We want to like a pros and cons thing. Yeah. So similar. You know, if you have to take a personal call, go into, go into an office or go outside, go outside, go outside. Be like, I got to take an early lunch and make a, make a phone call. Even to clear your head, Jamie, if like a lot's going on in the office guys, I know, especially Jamie, I'd say for sure when it comes to a cubicle thing or being an open office, when you're just like, Again, maybe if you don't have either, again, you mentioned a little separate kind of um, parking spot phone call thing you yeah. mentioned, um, or if you don't have maybe a separate private space where you feel comfortable to discuss yeah. something again, right. take, take it outside, guys, if you can, because A, for your own peace of mind, B, just take a little breath because maybe if something is very much stressing you out, maybe you received a very intense email where you're just like, you can't. 
function, emotions, things, people, feelings. Maybe you're working some sort of emergency task that happened. Things are going, everything's going wrong. You want to scream. You know, maybe your boss pissed you off. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. Go or out, get a coffee, take a walk around the block. It's okay. Or also just get the air. Sometimes like maybe if you made a mistake, yes, and maybe your boss, like, or again, maybe mentioned an email to you or like you just know something happening, emergency task or not, where you're like, okay. This wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't a cure to something. Something like shit your day away and some badass shit popped up. And you're just like, nope, got to almost like reset yourself kind of. You can't always do that guy staying in the same spot. You have got to leave your desk for a second to do that because it depends. Or if you go <laughs> outside and you have a kitchen in your office, go, go to the kitchen, make, you know, get some water. Oh my God, Jamie, the kitchen, but how's that crane was where every because I, I just again have a lot of nervous energy but i can sit still but i mentally go nuts if like it was a slow day it wasn't a lie i was like nope gotta go i would literally take water breaks to go to the, also always hydrate guys during the day in general yeah. especially in an office but jamie we always had like you know either people get coffee you know or like they have water or in a fridge grab stuff we used to actually have a lot of i told you almond butter and like bananas and fresh fruit and snacks that for a while we had a lot of bougie snacks and they kind of cut back when you know life and the stuff but no it so many we had like twizzlers and sour pack sweetest fish yeah dude people would stack up on this anyways it was a great also jamie to get a little mental break to kind of socialize with coworkers in the yes. office that maybe you didn't work with but again people that would be reporters for other pubs i'd be like oh my god hey make certain friends across loved it yeah i would go into the it. kitchen and see someone and be like oh my gosh where have you been i haven't seen you or i see you've been busy how are you doing is everything okay and oh yeah. i missed that now i just thought of that oh i missed that yeah. oh. we used to do actually this is a good point so when i was in the office and we kind of still do it over video now my coworkers <laughs> and i had a designated tea time and it would be anywhere between we would also go and get lunch together that was our thing we would go and get lunch together take a break come back um, and then I would say around like three o'clock, we would always, if none of us had calls or anything, that was, that was tea time because we were, we used to eat lunch at our desks, which is not great. Um, or some of us would just have a really busy day and we would go into the kitchen, sit down. And I remember sometimes I, I would feel like I was taking maybe too long of a break, but I think my boss kind of liked that I was stepping away for a little bit and actually taking the time. And sometimes she would come and hang out with us for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and take a break and get coffee and she too she would always like walk up get her water and yeah so maybe doing something like that with your coworkers would be good because the other thing i wanted to point out you talked about being friendly with people and a little yeah. too friendly if i learned that there was one person in particular i became very friendly with and we worked together on the same team and I think it was better for our friendship when I moved over to another team because there would be some work things and I found that sometimes when she would work, like sometimes it, it was just hard when like a conflict came up and it's like, well, she's my friend, but also like now we have to put our business faces on and it just became like a little rough sometimes. And it was so much better not being on the same team. So, same with another person I became friendly with in my office. We never worked on the same team and I don't think it would have been a good situation if we did. So it's, if you become friendly with someone, sometimes it's, easier if you don't work on the same team with them and don't take a job just because you want to work with them you know you should don't don't do that keep keep the friendship the friendship and business business jamie as well i was gonna still like yeah as soon as jamie you mentioned about situations i know you're exactly what you're referring to but the fact that <laughs> the fact that uh, guys again regards to friends and business in the workplace and whatnot if you maybe have a friend who needs a job be very careful 
in your mind before, you know, again, you know, recommending to a job, whatnot, Jamie, I'm a friend, I'd say, or even Jamie, honestly, that's because the industries that were, we were, that I was in, also you're in, the fact that a lot of media, merchandising, e-commerce, et cetera, all of that, and especially magazine publishing, so much peopling going on as a verb because, especially Jamie, the way we went through school, a lot of times, guys, maybe it's someone who, maybe they didn't even look at you in college, they will come back and be like, hey, you, like, so about this company or job, just because they noticed through LinkedIn. And I'd say, guys, all totally fair game. Like, yes, it's all about networking and connecting, yes, to a degree. But also, be careful because if someone, Jamie, I don't know if this ever happened to you and maybe has for me, but I kind of blocked it out. If someone reaches out to you and, like, is trying to, not just get advice, trying to, you know, get an in and a job you are or something, or maybe they know you know a similar connection or can you connect, sometimes it's like, Yo, you wouldn't be the person I would think of to help out. You know what I mean? Because you, you don't know me like that. It's like, it just, you have to be very careful again because either it could be an abstract acquaintance or it could be a really close friend and it can become dicey because you, again, don't want to have that interfere with your friendship, like you said. And of course, that, how that can apply to if you become really good friends with somebody that you work with and then when conflicts come up at work, how do you separate that? So that is such, I'm so happy you brought that up. <laughs> so happy, before I go into it, your mom popped her head. Oh God! Are you serious? <laughs> it was really cute, <laughs> dude. Get out! Hold on, <laughs> mom. Oh, sorry. I'm just podcasting with Jamie. Oh shoot! Uh, wait, Krista, unmute yourself. Sorry. Okay. You're fine. Don't okay. be sorry. Thank you for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna do that fast enough, and I couldn't. That's really funny. I no, know. dude, Jamie, you know what happened with that? Side note, again, edit that or keep it, whatever is fun content. Um, the other day when I was replaying the workout class before I sent to our other friend, um, Sam's boyfriend popped her head in. I was like, oh, my God, hello. That's funny. And she's like, wait, you saw that? And I'm like, dude, watch the replay. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyways, continue. So <laughs> great point because I have had – I've had friends ask me to refer them to positions at my company. And one that makes me feel really uncomfortable because again, if we're really close, I don't necessarily want to work with you. But also number two, if do not refer anyone, whether it's in your network, whether it's in your friendships, unless you think they are also a good fit for the company, because if they end up not being a great fit for their company, it's going to be on you. And yep. I understand companies give you, and some companies give insane incentives for referring people. Um, you know, some I know at my company, you can get a few hundred dollars for referring someone if they get the job. But there have been people that have asked me to refer them, and I have told ma- the hiring manager, "If you get this resume, I'm sorry, I cannot refer this person. Uh. I do not think they would be a good fit." And here's why. Um, so. Just I think that's smart of you, Jamie, take control situation, do that for yourself. I think that's smart, guys, too, to be aware of, you know, you, if you don't want to put yourself in that really twisted pickle to be like, Jamie, if you know, again, regardless of, it's not even pushing them down as a person or in the workplace or as an employee, whatever. It's just, you know, for your health, for your happiness at work, for the company, for everyone's, you know, the co-working space to be mutually okay. You know, it's, that's good to speak up about that. That's really right. smart. And I would think about that, too, if you're asking someone to refer you. Um, you know, think about would it make them uncomfortable? Um, how close are you with them? Uh, so just just something to think about. And also, too, I think in your network, I've had people reach out to me and be like, because they'll, they'll look for at a company and see that maybe 
I have a connection with someone who works there and I've had people ask me, oh, how do you know so-and-so? And maybe I don't want them to really like reach out to that person. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, well, I went to school with them. I'm not really close with them, but I went to school with them. And if you're currently in school, honestly, like make connections because that was something we were taught very early on at FIT and LinkedIn was just becoming a thing when we were in college, I would say maybe like junior, senior year, it was obviously very big, but make connections, connect with people that are in your classes. Even if you don't really talk to them and they know you at least by face, connect with them. Because again, down the line, like Krista said, someone who maybe you're not even friends with may reach out to you and maybe they just have some questions. And I've done the same thing with people too at companies that I was interested in, I would message them or I'd be like, oh, I see you have this job title. Can you tell me a little bit more what it's about? Or I'm not even really looking for a job right now. Um, you never know. And most likely they are more than willing. People love to talk about their jobs if they like their jobs and people like to talk about themselves. <laughs> that too, Jamie, that too. Oh, wait, Jamie, maybe similar to this, as you mentioned, uh, since you're mentioning again, guys, when Jamie and I went to college, it was very much a networking thing. I mean, Jamie, I know, I mean, obviously Facebook was around, of course, and like, in, not in, Instagram was around at FIT. I wasn't on it though, but it was, it was early. When yeah, we were I got it sophomore year. I think I got Instagram. Okay. It was early-ish, but I know like LinkedIn, I know, especially like I was big on that, but I literally had professors freshman year for sure. Maybe not the first day, but like early on that we're saying, not only was a resume so key for sure, I feel like more so back then, but the fact that LinkedIn is just, this is your digital footprint, but you follow my digital marketing classes. So key friends to have consistent branding for yourself on all social platforms. Yes. <laughs> that was, that was Nunzio Esposito who was, one of my professors, sorry, some beautiful Italian man. He's at NYU and stuff too. If he, he won't listen to this, so that's why it's fine. But no, he's a great guy. But um, he was, again, he was I think, one of the first professors, Jamie, to really kind of drive in hardcore. I think I had him sophomore years, like a new professor at FIT. And he was very key on like, guys, there's so much now searchable about you on the internet. For anyone listening, guys, that was born, I said, Jamie, after 1990-ish, I'd say. Kind oh, of yeah, thing. 100%. You know what I mean? Dude, 100%. right? Like, well, even before that, guys, like, why not? Because more things, again, even before Corona, becoming more digital. So it's so, so key to make sure that you have information about yourself in multiple places online for safety, to, to control kind of your perception, almost like to be your own PR manager, honestly, in terms of like, to me, non-celebrity life, but even still kind of like make sure the press is accurate about you. Yeah. Even now, I would say, um, if we want to take this into the work from home topic, but I would say yeah. even now, I've, I've noticed on LinkedIn, so many people saying they're redoing their resumes, they're having to revamp their LinkedIn, they're having to really reinvent themselves digitally, because I think more and more jobs are going to be digitally now. Dude, a hundred. Well, Jamie, I think I love that you mentioned that because honestly, I swear you super early on, maybe like when I feel like March was, still, I mean, I feel like for Vermont, just more, more of my eyes kind of more in March where a lot of people were again, kind of in that little limbo of, is it digital or do people take a lot of fitness classes, I guess, or so online? Long story short, I noticed at least five to 10 fitness professionals totally adjust their Insta bio and the services and the products they offered to keep themselves afloat, to keep their clients afloat. And I know one girl, she actually owns, I think, the Solid Core Studio in the city or in Brooklyn or something. And like we're abstract friends of friends. But the fact that everyone was trying to, again, adapt to situations. So guys, yeah, pay attention to that. Again, for, for your LinkedIn, for any kind of resume thing, for any ways you have your skill documented online and the different things that you're experienced in, now it's time to use it. Especially because, again, jobs changing or some people maybe also are thinking about how, whether it be an office job, Jamie, or whatnot, you know, how you can still... Um, I guess, offer things to companies or just sell yourself in different yeah. ways. You know what I mean? So 
it's, it's good guys to, again, be really mindful of that and just keep it in mind that I think also at school we were, I know I was taught, I feel like a lot of my professors that you're always, things are always gonna be changing, right? And evolving around you. But I think Jamie, more than ever, we're all kind of seeing if you have not evolved yet, friends, get your shit together. You know what I mean? Yes. And <laughs> learn to evolve to different work situations. Whether, as you've had to do from working from home. As I've had to do with working from home. Um, also, my job in general, I was not used to working a very, very fast-paced job. And since I started at the company I work for, we work very quickly. And that was something I really had to get used to. And I think now more than ever working from home, the work pace is a lot faster and a lot different for people. Maybe they're not used to that, but it's something that it's going to make you a better worker if you can learn to evolve and go with the flow. Yes, because that's what Jamie, I think, continues to be um, a positive asset to you when it comes to if you want to be promoted within a company or if you want to expand your role. Absolutely. Showing you're a quick learner, showing that you can, you know, handle anything is definitely key. I think now working from home, um, you know, I, I know things are kind of blurred, whether it's your hours, whether it's communication, I think it's still okay to over communicate a little bit. If you got to tell your boss over Slack, Hey, I'm running out really quickly to go to coffee with my mom. I'll be back in a half hour. Most bosses are going to say, great, take a break. Awesome. Noted that you're not at your desk um, or little things like that. That's also not easy. It's not easy because I feel like every two minutes, if I'm away from the computer, I have to tell my boss that I'm away from the computer or I have to tell a coworker I went away from the computer. You don't necessarily have to. We use Slack at work. I could put a status on Slack saying, hey, be right back, taking a quick walk. My friend has a status when she walks her dog so people know she's out walking the dog. Um, I think email too. Like I would say actually we've been instant messaging more at work, more so than email. We've cut down a lot on email. We're trying to use Slack to the best of our abilities. Um, but again, too, you have to be careful on the work, on those work instant messaging channels because they're owned by your job. They can see everything you're writing. So just be a little bit careful with that. And work calls too. I mean, we don't record our work calls, but you just never know. And I think too, you know, if you need to, and I've thought about this asking my manager, you know, if you need to do set times, maybe at your office, you, your set time was nine to seven. That was like mine. I would say pretty much my set. My, I usually work nine 30 to seven 30, which sounds late, but I work with people in different time zones. And I would say working at home, maybe you need to set some, some time with your boss and say, Hey, so what are my designated work hours? Do you need me on at nine? Do you need me on at nine 30? Can I get off at five, five o'clock, six, six o'clock? Um, could we do a quiet? I know one of our teams is a quiet hours and they have a whole hour where it's like, they can take a break. It's kind of like a reset hour for them, which I thought I love was really that. Cool. That's um, so smart, Jamie. Yeah. So, and I think too, I think a lot of, I would say like, I feel like my boss has become a little more relaxed with the work from home. Um, I mean, she's already like a pretty chill person, but, and I think my coworkers too, like, no, people aren't as neurotic as they were, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, because that's, we're all in different offices, but I will say too, decisions are being made extremely quickly and I have to be on my toes all the time. I also try and step away from my computer at, on the weekends. I try not to touch it unless I absolutely have to. I try to not check my email. Um, and that was something too, I would say, if you can, um, when I was even at the office, I didn't check my email when I went home on my phone, unless I was waiting for a response from someone. And even now I try 
I'll check it maybe like at the end of the day just to make sure everything's okay. But otherwise I try not to check it if I'm away from the computer. So. No, that's so key, Jane. I think I think maybe a tip takeaway from that then is too, like you said you mentioned a little bit too, is that you guys, again, if you're in a situation similar to Jamie's mentioned where you're working from home or your hours seem to kind of maybe never start or end at a certain set time and it's a little more flubbery, communicate with your boss either directly or in a team meeting, whatever feels appropriate to you, and clarify and ask. Say, hey, I just want to make sure you know I'm on as needed, but I want to make sure you know we're also being respectful of life not being just work. You know what I mean, Jamie, I say? So like you mentioned, if you have maybe a standing appointment at a certain time every week or every day, mention to your boss, I'm going to be away at this time. Right. Please just, just a heads up, like you always communicate. And that's the communication is key, guys. Even if it's over communicating, I feel like, Jamie, in these times, it's almost still helpful because everyone's almost still more weary and unsure of like what is okay to do or not. So why not just say it just for your own peace of mind and to make yeah. sure if you're worried about kind of your job and Again, guys, we're not saying be irresponsible, jump ship, you know, when a lot's going on and like run away. But no, you know, of course, like Jamie said, if you're like, hey, I'm going to do this, I have this appointment, you have a pet or something, if you're just like, if you need your own mental space or even Jamie, like you said, if you have something, guys, that came up last minute, ask again, depending on if your hours seem to be a little less structured right now, maybe ask, hey, is it okay if I'm going to be away from three to five, I will still put on extra hours or something like that. You know what I right. mean? We Depending were encouraged on, to even take a day off if we need to. Dude, for sure. Also, you already had that in general, Jamie, right? In general, you have like time kind of you can take. Right. That's the other thing too. Like my PTO is building and I like, I don't have really a way to use it or I had to take a random day off and I told my, my, I just wrote and the invite said, really sorry. I have a few doctor's appointments that I can't do digitally. So I need to take the day off. And my boss is like, that's okay. You're, you gotta be sorry. Appointments. Yeah. Or we've, uh, some of us have had digital doctor's appointments and we'll just say, Hey, um, I have a telehealth appointment at 10 o'clock. I'm, uh, you know, I might be on, I'll be on early and then I'll be on right when I'm done. So. And try and take those from your personal computer. Don't use your work computer for those. Oh, you didn't even think about that, Jamie. Because, yeah, I forgot. Do you have a separate computer for work? Yes. Okay. Some people I know do because certain technologies and programs are already loaded onto it. That's the thing, too, guys. I mean, that's probably even more tougher in these times when you're kind of juggling between different things. Honestly, then try to, again, set some sort of chunky, like, chunk your day kind of thing. Be like, okay, this to this, work time. However, it makes sense, again, for what your job is. But then to, again, have your personal computer, just make sure, again, like Jamie mentioned before, take personal stuff separate. Just try not to mix, guys. It gets fuzzy enough nowadays with how, again, you know, I know I became friends with my boss, I think, after a year or so on Facebook at one of my jobs. And, again, that's all kind of perception, but it's just kind of because – or your personal choice because I know my boss was, like, big on all that. And I was like, I have no problems. Like, it's our family and kids. But, again, everyone has their own lines with that. So just – I don't know, gauge situation, guys. It's just be careful again with that. You don't want to, like Jamie mentioned, be like, oh my God, I'm here to make everyone's friends. Right. Miscogeniality can wait, you know? <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. But I think, Jamie, that's so good. Just, I think that's like, that covers most of my, no, I, I think what gonna, I was. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I feel like we had a lot of, a lot of stuff to, to chat and hopefully this helps you all out. Um, definitely DM us on Instagram. If you have any other questions or things like Krista said, we've, you know, we've had corporate jobs for a few years. So you guys, especially Jamie. And again, guys, so do I've been transitioning industries I'd say for the last year or so. And now again, like almost cause beyond my control after my surgery and complications, I mentally don't do well on a desk for a long period of time. I like can't focus on it. I get tired, honestly. And it's, 
pretty embarrassing. But um, if I'm teaching all day long, I feel fine, which is hilarious. But we all have weird gifts. So <laughs> you yeah. kind of go with that. Yeah. So yeah, it just kind of something similar we mentioned about work to your skill level too. So again, guys, that goes with planning your day around your life, working from home, whatnot right now. Sorry. Yep. But yes. yeah. No, I was going to say, should we go into our favorite things? Yes. Okay. I have three. But, oh, wait, but, two, I, but two of them are like, two of them are books. Oh, stop kidding me. I love it every time you have like educational things, fun things you're reading. I'm like, dude, I got food and I got products. <laughs> <laughs> I have food and health bits, literally health bites, my company, but still, you know, it's like, love it. Okay. Continue. You okay. Go. So I have two books, uh, because I'm home. I have, there's a, I have a few stacks of books on my dresser and I wanted to recommend two books for everyone that are two of my favorites. Uh, they're a little bit old, but I think they're still great. Still relevant. One is called Londoners by Craig Thomas. Uh, this book was given to me by our friend Megan after uh, we graduated college uh, Craig himself lived in, Le I think he's lived in London for probably now 20 years. I don't know if he still lives in London. And he basically interviewed a bunch of different Londoners. Uh, my friend got me this book because I studied abroad in London and I love London. It's my favorite city in the whole world. And uh, this book is so cool. If you want to learn more about London, if you're interested in British culture, uh, there's one part of the book where the guy is describing the area I lived in and he describes <laughs> it to such a T. It was kind of scary, uh, but it's a really, really lovely book. I think I even reread it at one point. And then the other awesome. book I wanted to recommend is a good one um, called Bringing Home the Birkin by Michael, uh, Michael Tonello. It's a really good book. Stop I think it. Birkin it. bag, Jamie. Birkin yes. bag. <laughs> Birkin bags. Um, he he actually made a whole business out of buying and buying Birkin bags. Essentially, like he would find these really hard Birkin bags for women. But it's very much an autobiography. Um, talks about his life as well. Uh, very fascinating story. Uh, really well written. It's an autobiography, and I highly recommend it. Whether you like fashion or not, my mom is not a fashion person, and she thought the book was really lovely. Uh, so that's. Uh, what I recommend. And then the third thing I had was a Netflix show. <laughs> that's all I've been doing is watching Netflix. Uh, but you guys might have watched, uh, it came out, I want to say maybe last year, there's a series called Selling Sunset. It is Netflix's answer to million dollar listing, but, the cat, <laughs> but it's like kind of misogynistic. Um, it's on Netflix. The seasons are really short. The, the second season came out. It's only eight episodes. And I think the third season's coming out in August. Uh, but one of the women on there was married to the actor from This Is Us, Justin something. They recently yes, got Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I can't think of his last name either, but my mom and sister love him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so she's on the show, and they filmed this right before and after he filed for divorce. So it's kind of weird when you watch it because you know it's not going to be good, but it's a fascinating show. It's kind. These women are, like, kind of stupid. Um, they come. It's very L.A., but it, it's one of those shows where it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> so I, if you need something mindless and you want to get through eight, you can get through eight episodes, I think in like a few hours. Um, I recommend it. So those hey, are my Jimmy, How did you say it's different with the marriage before or after? Is that, is that intertwined to the show? So yeah, because this season, second season, she talks about him. She's, they're still married. She has her wedding band, but you never see him in the show, like one of the agents gets married and he isn't at the wedding with her, uh, which is kind of, but everyone else's like husbands are there. And then you, and then they showed a preview for second season and she talks about how he 
kind of hit her out of nowhere with divorce papers. Um, but it's also really interesting because I find these real estate shows are kind of cool to watch to learn about real estate. Uh, so I like watching them to <laughs> real estate and things and it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, but it is, it is kind of misogynistic though, the whole show, but no, but Jamie, I love that though. You said that's like, it's called sunsets. So what again? Selling sunset. Selling, selling sunset. Wait, I feel like I've heard of this you again. I don't like do Netflix or anything. We have like a one month thing. It's almost done, but, um, I feel like I've heard of it. Maybe not from you, but or maybe it's just, it sounds similar to again, that other really cool or funny, like. Looks very cool. Kind of show Bravo had the stars of sunset. Shaws of sunset. Shows, yeah, shaws. And I was like, stop. He's like majestic. It is not people. like shaws of sunset. <laughs> <laughs> shaws of sunset is completely different. Really? Uh, no, yeah, but oh my that, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, real estate at all or no? That's not even. No. About. Okay. Sorry. No. Shaws of sunset <laughs> is is kind of like Real Housewives, but not Real Housewives. It's, it's, I don't know. Shaws of sunset is a whole thing I could go into. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I never knew that. I think they feel like they were dumb. Maybe just because of whatever, like they're. Um... Well, they live in LA. It's about okay. basically these oh, a, um, a group of Middle Eastern, very wealthy <laughs> friends, and it's about their lives, and it, it. they're ridiculous. Dude, but that's awesome. I feel like they always, I feel like they would always mention that when they would mention million dollar listings like airing soon. Maybe that's just a Yeah, they intertwine you know I mean? a lot of the Bravo shows with million dollar yeah. listing. Dude, that's a smart way to do it. You know what I mean? When you're like promoting all that stuff yeah. in the show. Love million dollar listing too. <laughs> I know, that's what I thought of you. But anyway. <laughs> I love it. Do you mind this week? Okay, a couple things. Let me see. Oh, okay, boom. Start with this one. First of all, I mentioned to you, Jamie, separately, but I don't believe I brought this on the podcast, or if I did, it was not. This is all before I had tried it out. There's a, a product called Poppy, P-O-P-P-I. Oh. It's a gut health, it's a, it's a gut healthy soda. Honestly, this shit is banging. It's so damn good, it's disgusting. It should be legal. Jamie, it's basically like, it's not a kombucha. I thought it was at first, it's not. It was from one of the Shark Tank investors had chosen the product. Again, like it was a husband and wife started the business. It's like a drink, guys, in a can. They had totally revamped the packaging. It's so fun, literally poppy. It's like, there's like a blueberry flavor. There's a lime ginger, which tastes like a Sprite. And I posted the other night and I was, Jamie, literally there's only five grams of sugar in this thing. There's a lot of prebiotics. So not probiotics, prebiotics. So it feeds the good bacteria in your body. Like a banana is a prebiotic food, fun fact. But it's really cool because it still has the bubbliness of a soda, but you don't have that same like, oh my God, like high, low kind of woof effect of it because it's a very healthier drink. Like I said, it's called Poppy. I got it from Amazon because like the actual website like re resends you Amazon. I was going to say, where can you get it? It sounds really good. <laughs> I, would, I would love to try the lime ginger. Yay, Jamie. No, so I got the variety pack, 12 pack sampler. Jamie's also strawberry lemon and a raspberry rose. You would like that one. I'm trying it today. Stop. Dead serious. Oh Dead my, serious. Ooh, okay. Dude, I'll send you a picture later. But again, okay. I've only really tried two of the four. I've tried blueberry and lime ginger. And the blueberry tastes like a grape soda. And I used to love grape soda. And the other one, lime ginger, is kind of like a Sprite, like I said. But it's cool because, again, it's like a soda y vibe, guys. But there's actually apple cider vinegar in it, which sounds disgusting. But it does not, Jamie, have that kind of acid to it the way, you know, like, ACV in the rinse. I'm thinking about DPU. But also, absolute vinegar, guys, actually has a lot of great kind of immune-boosting effects to in it, to be honest. There's a lot of wide variety of health benefits. Some people, my grandmother was 91. She used to take a little bit of apple cider vinegar every day because it's like it's just good for your body to do it. I don't touch that, but it's actually included in this drink, which makes it really fun because it's also phenomenal for your microbiome in the gut and the fact that it's a soda, guys. Literally, it has like a really, really just like fun party drink to it. 
and the fact that it's low sugar and it actually is good for you is actually almost not fair. You know what I mean? So yeah, to me, Poppy, P-O-P-P-I. You can just search Poppy, but like I said, when I checked out on their website, it sent me to Amazon. It's probably the who they, you know what I mean, who they kind of like distribute through. Anyways, guys, big thing this week because their packaging is great. Also in the summer, guys, we all want to have, you know, we all want to have, I think, I love fun different drinks that are, you know, it's not just water, but it's not like I'm not obviously an alcohol person. And also just you don't want to, no one wants to be bloated by the pool, guys. Or if you're, or sometimes lemonade is just too acidic for me. Really? Doesn't ask, but you, not even lemonade make you too, no? It's like too much of it, you're saying? Lemonade is pretty good because it's fresh. I feel like they don't put a lot of sugar in it. Agreed. Um, That's why we love it. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, lemonade, like I feel like lemonade makes me more thirsty sometimes. Well, dude, because there's a lot of sugar in it. That's the right. interesting part of it too. You know what I mean, guys? So yeah, that's what I'm saying, guys. Everyone has their own beverage preference, but Poppy is my new fun fact to favor. Again, it's not a kombucha. It's not a soda. It's a healthy soda, but it has a little bit of a good gut stuff in it. And it kind of has, I feel like, Jamie, the, the, the vibe of the kind of bubbles and the fizz that's a little bit more kombucha than soda, but it does not taste like kombucha at all. I swear. It's not like that same kind of like, mm, like aftertaste that kind of freaks you out unless you're used to it. It's more soda-y. Again, so good. And Rohan Oza, the guy who invested in buy, he was one that invested in this. So he's a great man. Oh my God. So anyway, just like he's one of the sharks. Love Shark Tank. Freak. Okay. <laughs> so that was my one this week. And the two is just like, you guys, fun fact, because right now, again, we're just about in June. I've been really munching on watermelon ton lately. I just want to share watermelon. Jamie, a simple thing because you guys, I know it's summer and it sounds like ridiculous, but here's the thing. I used to always just think, Oh, watermelon, like it's just great because it's like a sweet fruit and it's good by the pool or I don't have a pool, but at my cousins or at barbecue, you know, it's a good little thing. But people don't realize, guys, watermelon actually has a ton of health benefits and the amount of hydration it provides for your body. It's also good for skin, friends. Jamie, you know, we're always big on that for hydration, dude. Like it's fun because also the other day I had some watermelon that sometimes it can get, I know if you don't eat it the right way, the right day, sorry, it'll get mushy fast. Solution. Literally, I put chunks in a blender, blended it. It was like a watermelon slushy. It tasted so good. I didn't add anything to it. Just blended the watermelon chunks. Only because they just, it just, I don't like it when it's like too, like kind of like wet or, I just, it can get weird. You know what I mean? If you don't eat it super right away. I had some extra pieces left. So blended it and it was delicious. And I felt like I was having a party inside of my house. So fun fact. And the last little thing Jim is just going to share is that, Yes, yeah, making me happy this week also is the fact that I'm starting to do 305 classes. That's also why I'm like excited. I'm saying because yeah. again, Christmas after- class was amazing. It was great. It was <laughs> really good. I was telling my parents about it after. Oh, you are good. No, thank you. Thank you. Like I said, Jimmy, again, like I'm, again, guys, just barely recently certified. I'm so pumped. I'm having um, a special call with actually like the certified instructor, um, kind of master trainer um, on Tuesday, like a little private one-on-one session. They offer all this as part of membership. It's beautiful. And Jamie also, I dropped some major dough yesterday on a bougie speaker that, so I can do outdoor classes. Yeah. Ooh. Calm down. But like, I mean, it's just, you have to, because I mean, you know, there's so many things, guys, again, we were talking on until just- Write it off on your taxes, Krista. Deduct it. Deduct Jamie, it. Jamie, my finance book is like fucking loaded right now. <laughs> because also, Jamie, also because, Jamie, also, they don't have a lot of 305 gear right now, like on the site. And so do we get a discount? But I got some fun, like neon pink top that's kind of like see-through. It'd be super cute to like dance in and like teachers kind of like stand out. You know what I mean? For the teacher. So oh, fun little things. So just, just sharing guys again, like good movement, good life. And again, outdoor ways to be active because I know talking on the webinar the other day, how, again, like we said, Jamie, no one knows how long this will happen or how long this will affect certain jobs or services we all love. But for fitness classes, I know that's the cool thing about summer guys that is happening right now. It's not a fun thing with coronavirus, but that we can be outside depending on where you're at and your state. Everyone has their own rules right now. And the fact that 
being spread out outside. Like I do my moves like Bora class. It's fantastic because A, everyone needs vitamin D. B, the air is fresh outside here. Also C, everyone just enjoys sweating in the sun. Unless you're some of my friends who are like, oh, who's looking at me? Get over it. I swear to God, no one's looking at you but yourself. You know what I mean? If someone walks by, they should be jealous because you're busting your butt and you're looking hot, spicy, fresh. And they're just, they're just watching you. You know what I mean? So anyways. But yeah, so just like fun outdoor stuff, Jamie. You know what I mean? As it's like, it's kind of like getting to prime summer now. You know what I mean? Like almost maybe soon. Yeah, it was 80 degrees here yesterday. Top, I know. I feel like, Jamie, you guys had the opposite. I told you it was us. Remember when you had a weekend, you guys talking to, I think, one of our other friends had the rain. It's still flip-flops. It's still flip-flops. Like now, like today, it's chilly. Dude, today, it's okay. I'm wearing a cute dress for my friend's thing. And it's like, dude, cold. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm wearing it because I feel fun. So and we're, we're going to be making I'm gonna wear my apron over this, my apron that I got from um, nice. the, um, the special Thai sauce woman that is based in Maine, but also in Thailand, sent me an apron like months ago. I get to finally wear it to make pupusas later on tonight with some friends. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Some fun, like Hispanic dish. So I'm so down again, socially distanced and everything. We're not going to be touching, but we're all going to be like, you know, we've all been like socially isolated in a lot of ways and they're all roommates. So, okay. Ooh, excuse me. Don't worry. They're all like, the other ones in the area, the other crew's like roommates already. So. We're allowed to be a little closer than usual, so all that jazz. Anyways, but yeah, guys, it's really exciting. Like Jamie mentioned last week, we had that three-day weekend, even though that was two weeks ago. So it's all good when you hear this. Just enjoy, yeah. guys, the sunshine. I know we're a little bit ahead, but just, again, get pumped for the weather. And like Jamie said, any DMs, guys, about stuff we talked about, please send us thoughts, comments, whatever. Again, either, like I said, comment on a post. We're going to start doing some fun Instagram stuff coming up this week, guys. So, again, Jamie and I have some more to discuss about that. Um, keep an eye on our Insta for some cool, fun takeovers. And I'm going to do some fun, different other little things come up this week. So, follow us again. OMG, stop. New episodes on Friday on Apple, at Apple, on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Share with your friends. Five stars only. Five stars only. <laughs> And yeah, like I said, guys, I mean, oh, were you going to say, Jamie? I was going to say, no, but in all seriousness, guys, if you can rate us or leave a comment, it would be really, really awesome because um, we'd love to see who is listening and, and please, whatnot. Please. And if there's any topics you want us to talk about, let us know on Instagram. DM us, please. That's, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Yes, guys, literally, please let us know the topics because we have other stuff going on, like other topics kind of in the queue, but we want to know, you know, we want to know from the fans. <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, another episode. I'm Krista. I'm Jamie. See you next time. Bye. See you next time.